Big hello again to all the fantasy coaches out there, and welcome to another episode of the FanPod 40 podcast. I'm your host, Migs, and this is the fourth installment of our AFL Fantasy pre-season series, Rookie Move. Today, I'll be sharing with you some of the rookie options we have on offer that are hopefully going to fatten up our fantasy wallets so we can sell them off or upgrade as the season progresses. All the rookies I'll be mentioning are sub 200k, and have a relatively good chance of featuring in the opening round of the season. Though there are some great options above the 200k price bracket, in 2019 there are more than enough players under the 200k that have jumped off the page and have shown some promising signs during the pre-season so far. Traditionally, it's the mature age rookies we're trying to target, as clubs go for plug-and-play, mature, battle-hardened bodies to fill the list gaps in specific positions left vacant from trades or retirements or delistings the year prior. So let's fill those benches up and get straight into it, shall we? Okay, so we're going to be starting off with the defenders. And the first one I want to talk about is Christopher Burgess from the Gold Coast. He's 170k, 22 years old, mature age, 193 centimetres, 85 kilos. So he's more of that uh, tall type of uh, defender. But the good thing about him as well is his dual position. So you can pick him up in the back line or the forward line. He's a swingman. He was predominantly a a defender uh, to start with. However, he got switched uh, forward late last year and uh, he managed to kick 18 goals in as many games. Sticky fingers. And the thing I like most about him is Lynch is gone now from Gold Coast, so they'll be looking for a likely replacement for him. The second one I like there in the defenders is Hugh Goddard. Obviously, ex-St. Kilda player. Now at Carlton, they've picked him up there. He's 170k still. Now, he's only young. He's still only 22 years of age, so the same age as Burgess. However, he's got that AFL experience. He's going into his fifth season now. All right. 197 centimetre tall. However, he's very mobile for that height. And the biggest thing, obviously, with Goddard is the opportunity he's going to get. Um, He averaged only a 41 average. That's his best fantasy output in a season. That was back in 2015. But he is a former pick number 21. So he can play. And the promising thing I liked about him was last year in the VFL, the last six weeks... He managed to average 19 disposals a game. So he can get that running defender type game about him, not just a a stopgap option. So I don't mind Goddard back there if he's going to line up round one. Just check him out in the JLT. And the third one I like there in the defenders is a bloke by the name of Marty Hoare. Now, he's been picked up by Melbourne, and this is his second time around going into an AFL club. He's 170K as well and also 22 years of age. He's 189 centimetres, 81 kilos, so he plays that uh, mid-sized defender option, and he's also a running defender as well. So uh, last year, uh, he averaged 21 disposals, and he took a heap of marks as well. So uh, last year, he was that guy they were looking for to to switch play a lot of the time. So seven marks is what we look for, Um, and he's also an elite 
kick to handball ratio. So he loves to kick. He um he took the most marks in the VFL as well. Um, and he was also the Magpies VFL best and fairest. So a lot of promising signs there for Marty Hall. Although with Melbourne, uh, the the only thing I I see with him is uh, the pickup of uh, Colin Jasney as well, and obviously uh, Hibbard back there playing probably a similar role to what Hall would be. Uh, so uh, there, there is a lot of uh, I guess mid type defenders in that Melbourne back line. You got Salem as well, although he'll probably more more likely push up into the wing. Uh, hopefully this year, uh, but they do have a lot of mid range sort of defenders. So look. Uh, if he performs in those JLT games, um, yeah, maybe. But he's probably the least likely of the three that I'm going to see there uh, in the first few rounds. Um, and my Smokey there, well, not too much of a Smokey, but I do like the looks of this guy as well. Also a 22-year-old, Callum Wilkie from St Kilda. Now, he's 170k also, and he's 191 centimetres, 86 kilos, so he's got a solid frame on him. And he's coming off a of best and fairest at North Adelaide last year. 25 disposals, 8.6 marks, and actually averaged 108 fantasy points. So I do like the looks of him, and um, he might be able to slot back there in that St Kilda uh, back line, uh, because as you know, they like to chop and change a bit. Uh, the only one I can, the only issue I see there is, uh, is Dylan Robertson coming back into the team. Uh, for the Saints, so that could be a bit of a worry, but they might be able to squeeze him in there. Um, I think he'd be a great option. Okay, let's talk midfielders now. And first cap off the rank, I want to talk about a young bloke by the name of Brett Bewley, 23 years old, and he's at Frio this year. He's been picked up as a, a mature age recruit, 170k, and he's a 186 centimetre, 85 kilo midfielder. So He's got that large frame about him, big-bodied midfielder. And last year, he in the VFL, he averaged 26 disposals. And he also made the VFL Team of the Year. And the pleasing thing about him as well is that he was second to uh, Michael Gibbons, which we'll talk about a little in a little bit, um, in the best and fairest at, at, at Williamstown. So the boy can play. Um, Frio have got that developing list where they've got a few young midfielders coming through the ranks. Probably not... Uh, battle hardened just yet. Okay, the blo blokes like Gyro um, and even Brayshaw to some extent, these types of guys, um, they're, they're still very young, very raw, um, where uh, Bewley's play played against those bigger bodies already. So uh, Ross Lyon uh, could potentially be looking for uh, players like Bewley to, to plug and play into the midfield to help out uh, blokes like Nat Fife, obviously, with, with Neil leaving. Uh, the second one I like there is uh, Charlie Constable from Geelong. Now, uh, people thought he, he might have got a crack last year, but he's still only 19 years of age, 170k uh, from Geelong, and he's a he's a tall midfielder, 191 centimetres, 86 kilos, so he's a big lad. 25 disposals last year in the VFL, and he plays a little bit like Josh Kennedy from, from Sydney, so he likes to get in and under, uh, get the ball out of the packs there. Uh, the only issue, obviously, with Geelong is their, their stacked midfield with, um, obviously, Selwood and, and Dangerfield. Ablett moving forward this year might help him. Um, but, yeah, I think it's still going to be tough for him to crack a game. It's going to come down to his uh, to his JLT form, I think. So, just one to watch in those pre-season games. But we do like the looks of him. 
could be a downgrade option um, in the later rounds as well. The third one on the list is uh, Michael Gibbons. Been a lot of talk about him. Obviously, he's a dual uh, JJ Liston uh, award winner in the VFL. So he's been picked up by Carlton now, and his bargain basement price of 170k, still only 23 years of age. And he's a little nugget. He's 175 centimetres, 73 kilos. Although I think that stat of 73 kilos might be wrong. Just looking at his picture, he looks a bit closer to the 80 mark, I'm thinking. But anyway, 28 disposal average last year in the VFL, five and a half tackles as well. So I think the main reason they've got him in there is to help out Cripps. And I think that's going to be great for Cripps as well. I think that's going to help out his average also. So um, I think I think he plays straight away, uh, Gibbons. I, I think he's a given. So um, if he lines up round one, he's going to be basically in, in 80-plus percent of teams. And look, if you don't have him, you, you, you've, you've just got to have him starting on the field, I think, basically, because he's that mature body, knows how to find the footy. He's an absolute bull, contested uh, possession winner as well, and can also win it on the outside. So... Um, I think he's a definite lock um, across the board there. Um, and a couple of just uh, smokies I like as well from the midfield. Uh, number one is Will Hayes, and he's been picked up by the Bulldogs. He's 170K, uh, 23 years of age as well. Um, 181 centimetres, 79 kilos. So he's a nice size uh, running midfielder. He's a, he's a forward mid, so he likes to push forward, uh, likes to kick a few goals. He is an elite kick. Um, and he was best and fairest for Footscray last year in the VFL. He was also fifth in the league in total disposal. So he knows how to find the footy, and that gave him fifth place in the JJ Liston also. So the boy knows how to play. He's been around for a little while now, 23 years of age, and um, I think he could get a crack, hopefully, in that midfield now that uh, blokes like Dalhouse is gone, and, um, and I think the Bulldogs are in a bit of a rebuilding phase at, at the moment. And the last one there, uh, my, my smoky for the midfield, is uh, Nick Hind, uh, being picked up by St Kilda. He's 170k, 24 years of age. So he's a little bit older than the other, than the other few there I've mentioned. 181 centimetres as well, 70 kilos, although I think, I reckon he might be at least mid-70s there, uh, looking at his photo. Uh, so he's, a, he's the same height as Will Hayes, but he's an elite uh, speed. So he's very, very quick across the ground. 21.6 disposals, 3.7 marks, and he's that more of a running defender type. So he likes to push up the wing um, from defense and be the one who, who's rebounding out of the back line there. And I think uh, St. Kilda might uh, have picked him up in the case of hoping that Webster could potentially push up into a wing. Um, and also uh, blokes like Savage as well, try and free those guys up a bit from getting that uh, that forward tag that they that they cop sometimes, so they could uh, have potentially uh, Nick Hind as that as that backup there for those for those couple of boys. Okay, moving into the ruck department now, and there's only a couple I want to talk about here. Number one is Darcy Cameron, been around for a little while now, and he's the one that we've uh, had on our benches for the last couple of years, hoping that he gets a bit more game time or bit more games, I guess, um, essentially for Sydney, but he's still 170k bargain basement price, 23 years of age, and he's a, he's a big lump of a lad, 204 centimetres, 100 kilos. He was absolutely dominant in the NEFL. 
um, for the last couple of years now. Averaged 20 disposals as a ruckman with 38 hitouts. Kicked 26 goals, so he can push forward as well uh, with 8.5 marks as well. So um, the only unfortunate thing here, I guess, is uh, is Naismith is, is starting to come good from that uh, knee injury he had. Uh, he's progressing slowly, however, but they're looking likely to get him back within the first five or six rounds. I'm assuming they'll probably play him back through uh, the NAFL, Naismith, but Cameron there is that option if they want to play that that dual uh, ruck uh, role at, uh, at Sydney. So he can push forward, which is a positive for him. It's just unfortunate that Callum Sinclair is still the number one ruck, um, but I think he's worth a bench spot anyway at that 170k price. He's got a few years now of, of AFL experience under his belt. Uh, the next one is I want to talk about is uh, Darcy Fort. Now he's been picked up by Geelong. He's also bargain basement price at 170k. He's 25 years of age, and he's 205 centimeters, 95 kilo ruckman. He's very mobile for such a big lad, mobile ruckman, and he averaged 31.5 hitouts last season with a 104-point uh, fantasy average. So, um, look, the, we all know about the Geelong uh, ruck debacle that's going on. You know, Smith can't hold down a spot. Stanley's not really a ruckman. They probably want to play him more, more of a forward to help out uh, Tomahawk down there. So, look, I think if this guy impresses during pre-season and he can uh, get a few kicks and, and show his worth, he's every chance to hopefully uh, get a game for Geelong. I'm probably not going to say that he's going to get it early on, but if he starts performing um, in the Magoos, he, he's every chance to get a game because, look, Geelong do have an issue in that ruck department and it seems like they're starting to lose faith in their, in their current setup. So he, he's worth a shot on your bench, that's for sure. And my Smokey there I want to talk about, uh, the last one is Jordan Sweet from the Western Bulldogs. So he's 170k, 20 years of age, so he's only a young fella. And he's a 202 centimetre, 107 kilos. So he's a, he's a huge kid, this one. And uh, he's very, very physical, knows how to use that body as well. Very hard at it in the packs, loves a tackle. And the thing I like about most about uh, this kid is there's no... Roughhead, he's gone. Uh, no Campbell, he's gone. So basically, uh, the Bulldogs are playing with one specialised ruckman in Timmy English. And the weird thing about this is that uh, these two boys, Timmy English and Jordan Sweet, actually used to play uh, against each other as well in the juniors. So um, there's every chance that they could form a ruck combination. However, obviously still Tom Boyd's there. Trengo's still there. Articles are telling me that they want to play Trengo down back still and have him as their swingman, back or forward, depending where they need him. Um, and obviously, they, they still want to key forward. With with Redpath, you know, retired now, or gone from the team, they really do need Boyd to step up as a forward, I think. So, look, he's the next one in line, sweet. If something does happen to English, I think English is going to get first crack at it, though. Um, he's progressing really well this preseason, put on a few kilos. So, but sweets every chance as well. So I think between those three that I've just mentioned, you can fill up your bench and be confident that they're going to get some games into them at some point this year. Maybe not round one though. Okay, and we're going to finish off with the forwards now. And first one I want to talk about is Ben Kavara from the Western Bulldogs. 
He's a 182k, so he's a little bit more expensive than the the bargain basement price there of 170k. Uh, 22 years old though, so another mature age, which is what we like. He's a little nugget, 175 centimeters, so probably more of that uh, Paul Puopolo type. He's, although I think he's a little bit taller than Paul. Uh, 15.7 disposals last year with 4.9 tackles, so. Um, He's that pressure forward type player. So he's not going to get you a heap of disposals. He's probably not going to run too much through the midfield, but he is going to give you pressure acts. Uh, 34 goals last year. The only issue I have with this guy is that there's uh, a lot of small mid forward types at the Bulldogs currently. Um, even, you know, Dalhouse was more of a midfielder than a forward, that, even though he did play that forward role last year and he's gone. But um, they still have a lot of competition there. Um, in that small to mid forward role. But, you know, if, if he's doing the right thing, JLT performing, then, you know, he could get a crack at it round one. However, he's, you know, up up in the air at the moment, I think, still. Um, even though a lot of teams have locked him in, I think he's still uh, a bit of a worry for us. Uh, the second one I want to talk about there is Shane McAdam. And he's been picked up by Adelaide as a 23-year-old mature recruit. 170k as well, and he's 181 centimeters, 78 kilos, so he's a good size frame for a forward. And this kid is crazy quick across the ground, um, and I think they've got him there uh, at Adelaide, hopefully to help Eddie Betts. And Eddie Betts could potentially uh, mentor this kid a little bit as well. So uh, I think they've struggled since Charlie Cameron uh, left, and they've sort of left it all up to bets. And there's a couple of young fellas that haven't really come on in Adelaide in that forward line to help uh, bets and, and I guess Walker out as well. Um, so this kid here is going to be providing the, the pressure acts, I think. Um, ten and a half disposal game, 2.9 tackles. So he's not huge huge possession winner. 4.4 um, marks a game as well. Um, so you can take a mark on the lead. He's not just a, a crummer, but he can take marks. But yeah, as I said, he's going to be there for those pressure acts. If he's getting consistent games, even though he's not going to score you a huge amount of fantasy points, if he's going to be locked in for six, seven, eight games at the start of the year, um, then I think he's he's worth starting with. Um, just watch him in the JLT, obviously. Um, and the last one there I want to talk about is Jack Petricelli from uh, West Coast. Now, he burst onto the scene last year, and we know how quick he is. Um, and they've still put him down at 170K because he didn't average a whole lot uh, last year. I think it was maybe in the 20s or 30s. So uh, he wasn't a huge possession winner, but at the same time, he wasn't get a lot, getting a lot of time on the ground either. So obviously being his first year. But um, with uh, Lacra departing, uh, there's a spot there in the forward line. So... It's up for grabs if he wants it, I think. Uh, so far, excellent preseason from what I've heard. Uh, super quick, obviously. He could be that burst mid-type player that roams through for, you know, five or ten minutes in a quarter. So that, that's that's on his side as well. But obviously, consistency is going to be the issue there. Simpson uh, has a bit of faith in him, uh, playing him for a few games last year. So I think that position's his for the taking, um, uh, Lacra. And my Smokey in the forward line, um, the last one I want to talk about is Matt Parker. And he's gone to St Kilda as a 22-year-old mature ager, 170k. Uh, he's sort of that mid 
forward type, could potentially play that third tall forward role. He's 187 centimetres, 79 kilos. He kicked 27 goals from 20 games last year, playing for South Frio. And he's really clever around the goals. So um, he can take a mark above his head. And I'm thinking that uh, St Kilda, you know, uh, Paddy McCartan sort of hasn't worked out so far. Um, they've tried... Uh, they tried Josh Bruce, and he was up and down with form last year. So I think he could be there, Matt Parker, to potentially um, fill those guys' spots if they're not performing in terms of form. Um, we know that St Kilda probably not going to make the top eight this year, so they're a team that's developing. Um, and you know, as a as a uh, as a 22 year old, they're trying to fill a gap there as that third tall forward, I think, and and he could be a real option come round one. So there you have it, my top rookie options that could very well be lining up in round one for our teams. Though these players have put their best foot forward so far in the pre-season, it's usually the JLT games that cement their place in the team for round one. It's also handy to keep in mind that those teams projected to finish towards the bottom of the ladder are more likely to play their rookies as the season progresses. So factor that in when you're trading down these guys later on. There are some coaches that are notorious for not playing as many rookies as others, such as Sydney coach John Longmire, though his hand may be forced with an ageing list this year. Another being Ross Lyon from the Dockers, though he did seem to have changed his mindset in 2018 with several veterans moving into their twilight years. If the option is there, go for the midfield forward rookies over the key position ones. They're generally more lucrative in the long run, though game time and matches win out overall. So if there is a KPP you think is going to cement a spot in the team for six, seven or more matches, lock them in. It's always a team killer when you bring in a rookie that plays for only one or two games, then you don't see them again for the rest of the season. You need that cash flow and cover for when the buy rounds come into play. I'm curious to know who's on your benches at the moment and if there are any smoky picks I've missed out on here. If there is, be sure to hit us up on our Twitter page with the handle at FanPod40, or if you have any fantasy-related questions about your team in the lead-up to Round 1, we'll be happy to answer those as well. If you haven't already done so, remember to check out the site at FanPod40.com, where you can listen to the other pre-season AFL fantasy episodes we have put on over the last month. Next episode is one of my favourites where I'll be going through some of the pods, or as we like to call them, point of difference players, that are on my radar and have a low percentage of coaches that have picked them up in their team so far. There's nothing better than being the only person in your league to nail down a pod player and watching their price skyrocket before anyone else has a chance to nab them. Thanks again for listening, guys, and happy team tweaking. 